Hey, welcome to the uh, Cosmic Pirate Podcast, episode 23. We are joined by Cindy in uh, Michigan. Hello, Cindy. Hey. And Roger in Florida. How you doing, Roger? Oh, I'm doing fine. All right. Welcome, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the, of the Cosmic Pirate Podcast. We're ready to have some fun tonight. we got some interesting stuff to talk about. The main topic being amazing or rare and fascinating human abilities or talents. And uh, I think Roger had like, I don't know, a shitload of stuff he came up with, right? Oh, I said shit. Oh, I that no, out. I didn't have a whole bunch, but I had I had a little bit. Okay. Um, well, let's go without further ado, let's get right into the news. What and Roger, cool anyway? I don't know. Without further ado, hmm. who's got some wacky news? Uh, I guess I can start. There was a, a germ... German businessman that lost 10,000 euros by leaving it in a bathroom. He stopped at a, huh? a rest area while he was driving on the road. And uh, he decided he would take the money into the restroom with him. I guess he didn't feel safe leaving it in the car. And uh, right. he goes into the bathroom, does what he has to do, and then leaves. A half hour later, he realizes he left the money there. Oh. Of course, How much it was money was it? That'll that'll uh, take ten thousand euros off your life. Yeah, ten thousand euros, which is roughly thirteen thousand dollars. Oh, that's a lot of cash. I could use it right now. Uh, I bet he wishes he left it in the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but but you know what? Murphy's Law would have it that when he w- as soon as he walked into the men's room, his car would have gotten stolen. <laughs> yeah. I would have been nervous just carrying the bag, so I definitely would not forget it. What does he have? Uh, his briefcase or a, a, a satchel of some kind filled no, with his cash? it was a cash? plastic bag. A plastic bag? Yeah. So what do, you, what do you do? Sit it down and then just walk away and forget? What the hell was well, he thinking? It doesn't say that, I mean, what's wrong that, with this uh, guy? If I had that much cash in a bag, there's no way that thing would have been left away. <laughs> left anywhere it's like oh god what was on his mind i don't know it must have been pretty damn good to make him forget thirteen thousand dollars and why is he carrying that much cash yeah did they find look into that at all or what maybe it was just a rich guy take going on a well a it just a says a businessman it doesn't say what kind of business or why he was carrying it well in a plastic bag maybe he was bringing it to a bank to deposit or something he might have been doing a, a bank run Oh, I don't was know. That a, this is an airport or something, Raj? No, it was a rest area along the road. Oh, okay. Huh. Hmm. Maybe some shady dealings there. Cindy, you got anything? I've got one. Uh, middle- you found one. Uh, yeah, you found one. You I said you didn't one. have much time. <laughs> this was, uh, was in Ohio somewhere. Uh, the story reads, police say an Ohio teenager tried to pull off a sweet deal by ordering more than $37,000 worth of candy online and charging the bill to his former high school. <laughs> oh, uh, man. It says, uh, the police say the 18-year-old uh, used the high school's purchasing order number to place orders for thousands of lollipops and candy bars from a Michigan-based uh company called the goodie the goodies factory <laughs> nice yeah that's a sweet deal if you can get it right uh wow. this is the how can- much how much worth thirty seven thousand dollars good god that's what if you had forgot that 
Yeah, what if he'd forgot that bag of candy in a bathroom somewhere and it got stolen? Yeah. Then the school would be paying for it, I guess. Mm. I wonder how this kid got the purchase number. Well, interesting that you uh, asked that question because oh. they, they, they still don't know how. It, it just says it wasn't clear how he accessed the number. Kids are smart. He hacked into the system. Yeah, he hacked in. He probably got straight A's, too. Uh-huh. What's he going to do with $37,000 worth of candy? Hey, if the kid's smart enough to get the P.O. and do that, he's probably going to sell it on online or something. Sure. Increasing. I mean, he's probably making six, the hell six knows? times that. He was probably going into business for himself. I open a candy shop. <laughs> if I get $35,000 worth of candy, I could open a candy shop. Yeah. Rob's candy. Until you get caught, you retard. Uh, let's you know, see. Smart, smart kids are really smart, but they're pretty dumb, too. Yeah. It's like, boy, if I had those smarts now, you know? Yeah. Or if I knew what I knew now and had those smarts th- and knew what I knew then. I just screwed that all up. If I was, if I was, if I, never mind. I, I totally, blew, I totally, yeah, I'm, I'm dead in the water on that one. Uh, so continue, Cindy. No, it was funny. It says, uh, the candy company became suspicious. <laughs> The candy company became suspicious, contacted the school, and was told by detectives to send an empty box. So they basically, oh. they trapped the kid. Oh. Police say so he that, never got uh, it. Cool. Right. Well, uh, I guess they sent him an empty box, a, fa- a fake delivery, and the, uh, the police scammed him right then. Nice. Got him. Nice. Very well done, police. But he's, I mean, he's facing felony, felony charges. For a kid, huh? It says he faces two counts of felony telecommunications fraud. Oh, yes. Not good. I have an, I have an interesting one. Uh, not really wacky news, but it's interesting news. Um, February 21st, which is tomorrow. Uh, marks the 268th anniversary of the death of Jethro Tull. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Known for inventing and improving many agricultural tools, including the horse-drawn seed drill. Uh, He was uh, a a folk hero of the day, I guess. And uh, I think, well, let's see, 268th. He died back in. God, I don't have my calculator handy. Wouldn't you know it? I'll figure this I out later. Uh, he, well, it would be 1740, right? When he died. Yeah. yeah. So, but he, he developed a heart condition and he went actually, uh, he traveled around looking for information and help with his heart condition. Um, it wasn't a immediately life-threatening condition, but he wanted treatment for it to prevent it from being you know, being his early demise, you know. But as he went around and traveled, he actually looked into more agriculture and learned about agriculture around the world and then started developing these new implements and improving other implements and stuff like that, other uh, uh, agricultural tools. But he was also, (laughs) the name Jethro Tull will also be recognized as the name of a popular progressive rock band of the 70s and 80s featuring songwriter Ian Anderson on vocals and flute. Of course, Roger remembers who that is. I'm sure Cindy does too. Yeah. That's good stuff, man. But you know what? All these years I've, uh, of, of liking 
music with Jethro Tull and being into that kind of stuff, um, I never once knew where the hell the name of the band came from. No, neither I just, did I. Well, I knew where they came up with the name, but you just gave me more information about the guy that I never knew. Ah. I knew, but, uh, yeah, you know, that the, they got the name from him. I, I still don't remember why. The horse-drawn seed drill. I cannot take credit for finding this article. Um, I was listening to the Skeptic's Guide to the Universe podcast, and it was presented on their show as a, as a This Week in History type of thing that they do. But uh, quite interesting. So, uh, Raj, you got another one? Sure. We got it. We could do another. Ooh, we're up. We're up to ten minutes already. So, another, give us another one, and we this can will be uh, short. head right into head right into our topic there. After the my amazing animal fact. Go ahead. Okay. Well, naturally, this takes place in Florida. Where else? But a Florida burglary suspect fleeing the scene of a robbery was easily caught by police after he tripped when his pants fell down. <laughs> he. uh... Apparently was wearing the uh, stylistic baggy pants and, you know, with your crotch down to your knees falling down. He oh, broke into a that. place. It was a closed store that he breaks into. And all he steals is cigarettes. And as he's fleeing the scene, he's got his hands full of packs of cigarettes so he can't hold up his pants. <laughs> the pants fall down. He trips. The police catch him. I hope they got that on video. <laughs> oh, what an ass. You know, you could just tell. The guy's an idiot in the first place. Yeah. I mean... You know? You break into a place. Not not just to rob it for money or anything. For cigarettes. No, just cigarettes, yeah. <laughs> the silent alarm goes off, not realizing it. And he walks out with his hands full of cigarettes so he can't hold up the pants that have fallen dude, down. Dude, if he had stole the money, he could have jammed it in his pockets and been long gone and then bought as many cigarettes as he wanted. Oh, no, that would be too uh, too bright. He's got to he's got to load himself down with cartons of cigarettes and not be able to grab his pants. Well, if, if he would have planned <laughs> this a out a little better, he would have put on <laughs> exactly. a belt. Well, if he had died, if he had tripped in the intersection and got run over by a semi, he would have got the Darwin Award. Yeah, no kidding. Jeez. <laughs> Next time, you know, don't worry about looking cool. Wear pants that fit. Seriously, you know what I always wonder? What if you get a kid with his like underwear hanging down? Passes his ass crack and he gets like shit stains in his pants or something. I've seen that. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. What? <laughs> oh, I almost man. crashed. I'm driving home from work one day <laughs> and there's a guy walking along the street, the pants falling down. I mean, the waist of his pants is down below his butt. That's how much of his underwear is showing. How his pants actually didn't fall is beyond me. But I was just amazed at, at that. You know, the fact that his pants were still up. And so much of his underwear is showing what I thought was amazing. And then I, I see a brown streak down the back of it, and I, I couldn't take it anymore. I was laughing hysterically. <laughs> oh, I almost no. ran off the road. How does that happen? Doesn't he realize? How does that happen? Oh, I don't know, man. But uh, I'm sure he had one of those days, you know, that he shouldn't have been wearing those pants. <laughs> How does that happen? Well, let's examine the situation there, Cindy. How does it happen that he gets a shit stain in his pants? Well, or how does it happen that he's wearing pants that allow others to see the shit stain in his well, underwear? Well, how does he get the shit stain when his pants are like at least eight to ten inches away from his ass? No, the shit stain wasn't in his pants. 
Roger, Roger could see his underwear. In the boxer shorts. The pants were hanging down so far that Roger could see his underwear. He saw the skin mark in his underwear. And it was so <laughs> profuse that it trans it, it passed through, and Roger could see it on the outside of the underwear. Okay. That is just... I mean, it was so bad that I could see it as I'm driving by. <laughs> <laughs> what like color were the underwear? Oh, I don't remember, but it had a pattern on it. Oh. I mean, it wasn't like it was white. So it had a pattern, and you still saw the streak. Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Pattern underwear. He might have been eating those uh, chips with that stuff in it that says may give you a greasy discharge. (laughs) (laughs) Olean? Yeah, that's it, Olean. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to eat chips that are going to give me a might Yeah, might cause diarrhea, might give you a greasy discharge. Uh, I'm sorry, how do you expect to sell many of these chips? Yeah. You know, I mean, but they won't put fat on your body. So, yeah, I'd rather shit my brains out and look good in my pants and still be able to, to eat chips. No, thanks. I'd rather just watch the quantity that I eat and eat normal chips. Yeah. You know? All right, but the, the stain was so bad, you saw it over a pattern. Yeah. All right, that must have been very bad. <laughs> oh, it was. <laughs> he was probably out drinking a whole bunch the night before. Eating all sorts of nonsense. How do you... Yeah, but wait. I mean, dude, wipe your ass. Well, for it to be that bad, he must have crapped his pants. I mean, that's not just a, a lack of wiping. You think that was a legitimate deuce in a pants deal? It may have been. How, I don't know. How do you get a streak like that? Come on. Oh, God. That was... Well, he would have had the greasy discharge. That's either you crapped your pants or you never wipe. <laughs> and that's a lot of never wiping because if that... If you're... I mean, yeah, no, no kidding. Yeah, that's... Maybe it was just, maybe he was walking a lot and he had a little bit in the crack and it got sweaty and the wetness helped it to, you know, migrate out to the underwear. And it's kind of so. They're boxers. They're they're not even snug. Yeah, but boxers can give you, maybe you get a wedgie with boxers if you sit down or something in them. (laughs) I can see that happening. I'm going to add a little bit of that out. But um, I do have a cool, amazing animal fact. Let's hear it. This was from it's Damn It's going to be Interest- hard to top this story, though. <laughs> Maybe. This is from DamnInteresting.com. Uh, and actually, this was back from 2005, written by Alan Bellows on September 27th. Thank you, Alan, for uh, allowing me, without permission, to uh, read your, your article on the air. I hope you don't mind. Uh, but this is really cool. Body-snatching barnacles and zombie crabs. Ooh. You ready for this one? Sure. You guys... All three of us are interested in nature and amazing animal things and stuff like that and evolution. And we really love hearing about uh, the coolest of the coolest and the weirdest of the weird, right? In the animal world, this is really something bizarre. Alan writes, there is no small number of unsettling parasites crawling, flying, and swimming about the earth. The lucky ones hitching rides and hapless host organisms and while many parasites are harmless, others can wreak havoc with their host's existence. The worst of these offenders can actually force their hosts to do their will. Ooh. Oh. A tiny barnacle called Sacculina is one such parasite. Upon finding a host crab, a female Sacculina will crawl over the crab's surface until she finds a chink in the armor. She then ejects her protective shell reducing herself to a gelatinous blob and invades. 
Inside the host, the parasite grows long, root-like tendrils throughout the crab's body, eventually emerging as a bump on its underside. During this process, she renders the crab infertile and creates a small opening in the crab's back that will allow a male saculina to make residence there. Soon, the crab is filled with millions of saculina eggs and larvae, and alike and like a zombie, the crab cares for the eggs and larvae as though they were its own, losing all interest in mating. When a male crab is infected, the parasite alters its physiology and behavior to be female to better care for the saculines young. Wow. The parasite basically rewires the crab for its own ends, and the crab becomes a hapless vehicle, expending its energy caring for the young organisms that will move into its in, onto inflict themselves upon other crabs how wild is that wow but i mean the the, the wonders of nature right there that is just amazing stuff so it completely takes it over yeah wow but um i think i what i'd like to do through these animal amazing animal facts segments is to introduce the amazing uh and and bizarre I mean, aspects of nature that are just like fact that, I mean, it's just so, so amazing and, uh, and wondrous, you know, and we can explore it together. I, I like adding this. I think that's, it's a good thing. I mean, there's some cool stuff. Yeah, definitely. Definitely some cool stuff. And, and we'll have more Roger. I'm sure Roger can, can, uh, come up with some more and I'll, I'll, I'll find more stuff. Um, now let's get on to our main topic of, Amazing human abilities and talents and bizarre, rare human traits or whatever. I don't know. I'm not sure what Roger uncovered, but um, I found a couple cool things. I will let, I, th- I think, actually, I think I'll start this one briefly with the one that started this, to kick this whole idea off. It was something I heard um, about a guy who could actually identify a song by studying the vinyl record that it was pressed on. He actually knows the music so well and that style of music and how it's represented in in the patterns that are pressed onto the vinyl album that he can tell what passage, uh, he can tell the arrangement of the song and how each passage is represented and identify the, the music on the the record albums roger did you look into that at all do you have any more information to add to that or is, was that just oh man well, on this guy no i didn't i didn't look up anything on it i figured uh since you have the information you so how, how is he doing this by by feel no he looks he will look at the album yes some of it is by feel he can tell for example not only did he identify a certain specific um uh song classical uh, piece of classical music on a particular record album but he identified it as a german version recorded by a german orchestra and he was right on the money because the album is and he would examine the original albums as they were pressed not you know newer releases and things like that but he knew the passage but then he further identified it as a german orchestra because the ends of the disc were raised up and not curved down 
which is typical of a German manufacturing company, mm. not an American manufacturing company. So he knew that the album was made in Germany and was specific to a certain manufacturer in Germany and that, that this was probably that orchestra that was produced by them because only one classical orchestra was produced by this company at this particular time, you know? So it's like this guy just had a wealth of knowledge about classical music in general, but also uh, specific pressings and, and where certain things uh, were manufactured. So he had a lot of stuff on his side. And James Randi, who was, um, uh, who was up for the challenge of finding out, this guy wasn't, didn't claim himself to have paranormal abilities, but he took the James Randi challenge. Uh, and Randi examined the guy and found out how he was doing this stuff, but still thought it was quite amazing because here's a human who, just because of sheer knowledge of a certain uh, style of music, and all that encompasses that, the manufacturing process and the albums and stuff like that, he could identify specific passages, you know? Yeah, just by looking and at the uh, shape of the, uh, the grooves. I mean, that's, that's amazing. Just by studying the pattern evident in, the, in the grooves and ridges of that particular passage, yeah. That doesn't even seem possible. It doesn't, but I mean, think about it. If you... If you study something, I mean, I don't know what else, what the hell else this guy did in his life, but he must have spent a hell of a lot of time just doing nothing but looking at records, because he was that good at it. Yeah, he no couldn't ident- he couldn't identify, you know, an Iron Maiden album. He couldn't identify a, a a Queen album or anything like that. But he could identify what song on classical music. Hmm. I guess it would and have to be funny. stuff that he was familiar with. Yeah, he's exactly. not going to recognize something he's never seen or heard before. And the one funny thing was, um, someone thought that he had psychic powers or something like that because they asked him, "Oh yeah, what's on this album or something like that?" From across the room, and he goes, "Beethoven's Fifth," and he was right <laughs> because he just took a stab at it. He could have been wrong, but he happened to be right. And now these people think that he's some, you know. You know, has some sort of psychic power or something like that. But and it was just no, a lucky guess. It was a lucky guess based on his. Uh, I should say more of an educated guess. An exactly an educated guess. He had been there, done that. People had asked him before, "What's this song? What's this song?" And like eight or nine out of ten times, it was Beethoven's Fifth that they asked him to identify. And of course, the people in the audience thought, "Oh my goodness, he must be psychic." Because yeah, I'm that's not sure if there was an audience or not, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, he, he took the most obvious to him. Well, maybe it's probably Beethoven's fifth. That's what they always ask me for. Beethoven's fifth. Oh, my God. You know. But it was all, he wasn't claiming to have any special powers. He was just, uh, he had one specific skill. And uh, that's kind of cool, I think. You know? Well, I just, I can't even understand how he could do that. Did you have any, uh, did you have a good one, Raj? Well, <clears throat> when you had uh, originally mentioned this to me a while ago, I had just seen a program on uh, savants. Actually, there's one guy in particular, but they did touch base on a couple other guys. And okay. uh, right away, I thought this guy was a savant, and, and you know, you were explaining to me that he's not and whatnot. But it made me think that you know, if we're going to be going for items like this, I would bring up some savants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought I would start with the guy that. I had seen a program on, and uh, this guy, he's a uh, British, 
They call him the Brain Man. I guess, you know, a spinoff of Rain Man, the movie. Right. And uh, what's unusual with this guy is most savants, although they have extremely powerful minds, they in some ways would seem retarded or, you know, lacking abilities in other ways. But this guy, he just seems like a normal person. But his brain is amazing. I mean, you so can just he's, take a, he's a, not a date, make up any date in history, and he'll tell you what day of the week it was. Yeah, this is probably in, this is probably politically incorrect. But he's not an idiot savant. He's just maybe he's what you would call a prodigy. I think he even actually goes beyond prodigy. You know, because yeah. usually you think of a prodigy, you'd be somebody that you know, out of nowhere, just can sit down at a piano and start playing music. Right. And, you know, some of these uh, guys that I was researching and actually did that, you know, they'll hear music once, sit down at the piano and play it perfectly, note for note, mm -hmm. after only hearing a song once. This guy doesn't do that. But um, he can take, uh, you give him any number, and he'll tell you whether it's a, uh, a prime number or not. I mean, it doesn't That's matter how many... Digits are in this number. If it's a prime number, he'll tell you. Just boom, right off the top of his head. Did it's, you read the case of the, of the twins? Who case would, of the twins? There were two. There were there were twins, who were. I think they were they were not. I think they were autistic or something. But they were they were savants. They could they would sit there and ramble off like like six digit prime numbers, and then smile at each other as if they were like playing a game like what like one would one would ramble off a six-digit prime and the other one would sit there and like ah lift his head up and smile and ramble off another six-digit and throwing it back it's almost like they were playing a game of catch with these crazy numbers right and 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 they got this sense of like happiness from this together this this just fun playing with these numbers and uh the man who was examining them, who was studying them, sat down between them with a book of pri uh, of primes, and he had like he had a list of large prime numbers, and he threw out like a seven-digit prime number or something. I don't even know if that's uh, what the hell do I know? I'm not a mathematician or anything. Uh, seven or eight-digit prime, and then like the kids were stumped for a second there. The two guys, the two the twins were were like looked at each other, and they looked at him, and they're like. And then one kind of got this look of okay on his face and rambled off an eight-digit prime. Then the other one rambled off one, too. And he kept going back and playing with them on this thing and was kind of challenging them, but they got so much pleasure in the challenge of, of, of coming up with these numbers. It's like, God, I mean, that's just amazing stuff. Now, this guy, he would envision numbers as like an image or a picture. Oh, and, um, yeah, yeah, I heard about that guy. So instead of just seeing the number, he sees the picture. So to him, some numbers are good numbers, other numbers are bad numbers, you know, be, according to their either color or the right. image that they he sees. they just look unpleasant. So they decided they were going to test them because they were thinking, you know, there's no way that these numbers, you know, have a, a picture that he's just making it up. So what they did is they gave him some clay and told him, all right, they gave him a number, 
give us, uh, you know, show us what that number looks like. So he did it. And uh, they figured, all right, they waited a day or two. They're going to do the test again. And it, it came out the same, or, you know, very close to it. Now, the guy obviously isn't an artist, but the images that he portrayed in the clay were close enough to the ones that he did previously that they're saying, all right, it's got to be the same because they gave him so many numbers to do that he couldn't remember mm -hmm. exactly what he did for each one. And uh, let's see the other things that he did. Um, he went up to a couple guys playing chess in the park. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, he had them stop right where they were and marked down on a piece of paper exactly where each piece was on the board. Clear the board, and then he took all the pieces and put them exactly where they were, and he was correct. So, um, he, I, so he looked at the pattern of what was there and, and re, reproduced it after they cleared the, the stuff off the board? Yeah. You know, showing that he's got a really good memory hmm. in that sense. But there were monkeys that can do that too, better than humans. Well, he had a... A time span he had to do it until I forget how many seconds it was. Right. He only had like we'll say it was ten or fifteen seconds to examine the board. Right. So he wasn't able to sit there and study the thing and say, Okay, now I've got it. You know, he had to do it quick. Yeah. And then uh they gave him calculations he had to do. I mean, huge calculations. And boom, right off the top of his head he knew he knows the answers. That's just amazing. I I can't. How does somebody give him your your uh, what what the hell is that trick? Uh, these guys can tell you what day you were born on or whatever. Like when you tell them what your birthday was, like a Wednesday. Oh yeah, well, this guy can do that. But there's there's other guys that not only will they tell you what day of the week it was, they can tell you what the weather was like that day. Huh? And there was another there was another guy. He can remember what the weather was like on every single day. Well, he obviously had, didn't just know that. He had researched it. He had looked at it. No, he remembers it for every day of his life or since he had this ability. Holy crap. Because got... this particular guy, I think had he had an accident or something that caused some sort of brain damage. And that's when these abilities started coming. <laughs> wow. And since that day, he can tell you, you know, you just say whatever day it was. You know, we'll just say... Okay, January 25th, 1963. I'll tell you, okay, that was Monday. It was uh, partly cloudy. The temperature was this. Okay. And he can remember everything about that day. And that tells you that it's something in the brain that is misfired. Or maybe not misfired, maybe just differently fired. I don't know. Yeah, because that oh, can't crap. be just a, a learned, remembered... Oh, I'm knocking stuff over. But... Anyway, continue on. Um, ben Underwood is blind. Both of his eyes were removed when he was three due to a cancer. Yet he plays basketball, rides on a bicycle, and lives a quite normal life. He taught himself to use echolocation to navigate around the world. With no guide dogs... He doesn't even need hands. He uses sound. Ben makes short click sounds that bounce back from objects. Amazingly, his ears pick up the echoes to let him know where the objects are and where he is in relation to 
his surroundings. He's the only person in the world who sees using nothing but echolocation. Now, here's the, here's the really bad part. Like a sonar or a dolphin. And I say, what about a bat? Duh. <laughs> yeah. bats, use, bats use echolocation to find out where they are. But like a sonar? What the hell is a sonar? Like so, like sonar equipment. Anyway, it yeah. was a bad article. Yeah. I'm ripping it apart. I, I really should. I, I give the guy credit for presenting this story because it is a is an amazing case. That this yeah, well, I don't see can, a problem in in the writing. I don't see what you're getting all worked up about. I'm not getting worked up, but he like a sonar, Roger. Yeah. What's a sonar? Well, maybe he should have just left out the uh. Uh oh. Okay. Like you're, sonar. You know, Roger, you forever will be the person who brings me down to the level of understanding and the level of acceptance and tolerance of others you are you're wonderful um you're right it's a it's a great article he got his point across and i'm just nitpicking but um i shouldn't nitpick so much you're absolutely but anyway i I think that's amazing that's wild the guy can ride a freaking bike he can't even see he can play basketball i mean how old is well, he Well, I don't know. See, he was a really a lousy article writer, Roger, because he didn't even tell us how old the kid is now. Okay. But, it's, but he, but he, he we'll lost his that. sight when, when he was, was three, very young, right? When he was three, okay. he lost his, his, his eyes were removed due to cancer. Um, I know that when uh, many people, if they lose their sight, their other senses will become stronger to help compensate. Yes. Right. But the fact that the guy's brain can... You know, um, interpret the uh, the sounds that he's hearing like an echolocation. I mean, just the amount of time that the, the sound takes I'm to travel to, to a point and echo back. I mean, I can't even imagine the brain being able to process that. I know Which it's crazy. Amazes I was me just, that animals can do it. I was just trying to hear now, uh, like, doing my little click, like click a noise. dolphin or a sonar or a sonar. Now, have have they confirmed that that is actually <clears throat> what's going on? He's making a click noise like that to, to, uh, when he hears back the echo, he's either hearing an early reflection, which would indicate a close wall or something, or no reflection, which would indicate a wide open area off to one side or something. Um, if both ears are picking up a signal close by and the echo gets quicker and quicker and quicker then he's approaching a solid object and should pr- probably stop or he's going to hit it. Um, I think I'm going to take a week off of work, blindfold myself, and see if I can navigate my house through echolocation. Okay. See, I don't, I don't quite understand that because I can understand just maybe clicking and getting a feel for, yeah, I'm going to run into a wall or not. But, I mean, it says he plays basketball. Yeah. Well, I mean, in their case, in that case, you can hear the people running, and you can hear the, the. Uh, you got to remember, this kid has had no other option since he was three. So, if he had started understanding that if he made a noise and he could hear the, the reference of that noise back, he can kind of get an image, of his surroundings. Even vaguely enough to navigate them. Um. With I mean, certain, uh, if I, I'm if I sit here and make a click, I don't even hear an echo. You got headphones on. And this on, guy's dude. able to. What, what's that? You got headphones on. <laughs> well, um, if I had my headphones off, what I'm I getting did. at is I, I don't even hear it. 
and then he's able to hear it and interpret that. I have my headphone off of one of my ears, and I can hear that click coming back from the wall on my right-hand side. So it's it's definitely possible to uh, echolocate as a human. But, I mean, like I said, this guy's been doing it since he was three. He, at one point, understood that potential and used it and then kept using it and developed it. And, uh, and now he can, you know, find his way around any area that's got some noise going on in it relative to himself. Pretty wild, though. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he must <clears throat> have agree. some spe- special, special abilities, I mean, genetically. Why is that? Well, I mean, I don't think just anybody. I think... Given, given his same circumstances, would be able to do what he is, you know... Claiming I don't, to do. I don't know. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe, a, maybe the disposition of the person, the the drive or the um, the drive of the individual would have to have something to do with it. Because if someone's being catered to because they can't see, they're going to be less likely to develop any type of ability like this because they won't need it. His parents let him do what he did. And he obviously just learned it for himself and was able to uh, develop that. That's amazing. Well, I think the fact that it happened to him at such a young age really helped. Yeah, but how many kids are born blind and don't develop that type of ability? Right. Well, see, that, that, that's my point. Yeah. I, think that, I think that part of it could be a genetic predisposition or ability. or I mean, Maybe. certainly part of it is, Maybe. is his, his situation and his surroundings and whether he was encouraged or not encouraged or helped or not helped i mean the the question is how much of both of those play into right. him being able well i mean to we all this. have ears we all have a mouth we can all make a noise and hear it back and we should all be able to associate that with our position compared to you know close or far away from an object this guy just had the shrewdness to develop it and utilize it more so than anybody else who's yeah. had who's blind from birth you know but that's cool interesting yeah. Uh, how about the guy who went went without sleep since 1973? <laughs> right. Yeah, 64-year-old Ty Nock <laughs> said he could not sleep at night after getting a fever in 1973 and has counted an infinite number of sheep during more than 11,700 consecutive sleepless nights. I don't know whether the insomnia has impacted my health or not, but I'm still healthy. Well, in that case, I guess it hasn't. How can he not sleep? I mean, he doesn't sleep at all. See, I don't, that can't be true. You have to sleep. The body Your has body to shut down. Rest. It has to exactly. recharge. Providing his health, the elderly resident of uh, Kei Trung Commune, uh, Kei San District, said he can carry two 50-kilogram bags of fertilizer down four kilometers of road to return home every day. His wife said, my husband used to sleep well, but these days even liquor cannot put him down. She said when Nock went to Da Nang for a medical examination, doctors gave him a clean bill of health, except a minor decline in liver function. Nock currently lives on his farm at the foot of a mountain, busy with farming and taking care of pigs and chickens all day. But he's got to sleep sometime. I mean, does he take cat naps? I don't know, man. Maybe he doesn't. He He has has to. to, or he wouldn't be alive. Why? Who needs sleep to live? Everybody. 
We all uh, do. It's not been proven scientifically that you need sleep yes, it to has. live. No, I, it hasn't. I think it has. I think it has. Sleep, no. The mind and body both need to shut down and recharge. I mean, it's possible for people to continue to live by taking catnaps, not sleeping eight hours straight or however many hours, but we'll say right. 15 minutes every two hours. It's possible to continue living doing that, but you have to have sleep. It's not that we sleep out of convenience. It's we sleep because we have to. Um, is there something in the dream state? Is there something in that REM sleep that really recharges us? I don't know that that's been proven yes. or not. We should look into it. Yeah, some I, th- I think that. Yeah, I think that there is. I think it's actually a physical requirement for the body to to survive to have a certain amount of sleep. Well, then we have to look into this to a future podcast episode twenty four. Do we need to sleep? Uh, Rod, you got another one. Well, I'll just touch on uh, this other savant a little bit. Um, Now, this guy, everybody will be familiar with in one way or another. You may not know him, but you know of him because he's the one that the uh, movie Rain Man, Ah, the ideas came from him. I mean, the movie isn't really based on him, but it's based on someone like him, a fictional character like him. The guy's name is Kim Peek. And uh, Dustin Hoffman actually met this guy to, you know, uh, study for the movie. Right. And uh, this guy is amazing. He's another one, you know, give him any day, he'll tell you what day of the week, that type of deal. Um, But this guy, he remembers everything. He doesn't forget anything. And he can sit there and read a book. He'll read two pages at a time, one eye reads the left page, no, the left eye will read the left page, the right eye will read the right page. He can read two pages Whoa. in three seconds. No. And remember everything. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How the hell can one eye read one page and another eye read the other page? I don't get it. I don't know, but he does it. And he remembers it all. That is unbelievable. Have they studied this guy's brain and, like, come to any conclusions? Uh, yeah, they've studied him. What, what conclusions they came to, I really don't remember. I didn't go into a lot of studying on this guy. Wow. That is amazing. I wish I could do that. I would be done with my book already. I've been reading this book for the past three weeks. <laughs> but can you imagine just grabbing a big book like that and being able to sit down and read the entire book in, you know, 15 minutes? Boom, book- done, remember it? I would love that. What book is it? What book is what? That he was reading. You said a big book. No, I said, can you imagine reading a big book? The guy's read over 12,000 books. Good God. But what gets me is he retains it all. He's like Google. It's not like he retains, you know, 75% of it. He retains it all. He's like the Hugel, the human Google. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to start (laughs) Hugel.com. I want to do that. What, read books? Read one page at a time? Just just look at yeah. look at them both. I mean, the guy's got the right idea. I mean, you only need one. You don't need to read text in stereo, you know. Uh, you can read with one eye if you just look at something. Well, most of us need to. <laughs> I sometimes have trouble with two, you know, like times when I don't sleep. No, oh, yeah. I read sometimes when I don't sleep. I watch TV, too. And what I'm saying is when I when I haven't slept and I'm tired, I'm trying to read, I have trouble reading. Oh. And I won't retain any of it. Oh, okay. 
Oh, I'm not tired. like that that guy that can go, you know, 36 years without sleeping. That's why I uh that's why I watch like Family Guy or something because then I don't have to worry about retaining it. It's just something to put me back to sleep. Giggity. <laughs> put the mind in a jelly state. <laughs> hey, shall we call that a night for the uh podcast? I think that was a good I one. I think so. I think we got some good stuff there. Thank you guys for joining me as usual, and I would just like to tell our listeners that um if they have any comments, questions, or uh, topic ideas, or anything they would like to, like to hear on the podcast, let us know by emailing cosmicpirate at gmail.com. That's cosmicpirate, all one word, at gmail.com. Or visit the Cosmic Pirate Podcast at cosmic.myeyes.net, M-Y-E-Y-E-Z.net, and um, look at our cosmic contact form and send us your uh, your note that way uh you can find us on itunes you can find us everywhere online where you can find podcasts and we look forward to hearing from you because we love doing this so much we want to hear from our great number of fans right raj right cindy yes yes definitely bring hey. it on so all right guys thanks for joining me again for tonight and uh we'll catch you all next time on the cosmic pirate podcast good night good night